Hello again, everyone. Today we're going to move back into the world of philosophy, and we're going to keep going with the uh, trend that we'd been doing where we move more chronologically. So last time in philosophy, we talked about uh, Plato and Aristotle. Uh, today we're going to move into Stoicism. And Stoicism kind of is a philosophy that connects the Greek to the Roman world. Uh, the first the founder of Stoicism is a Greek uh, in the 3rd century BC, uh, Zeno of Citium, um, and one of the later and most famous Stoics is Marcus Aurelius, uh, who died about 180 AD. Uh, so Stoicism kind of straddles uh, these two civilizations, uh, and Stoicism kind of is largely popular in Rome and in Greece up until the rise of Christianity uh, when Constantine switches the empire over from being um, pagan to Christian uh, in uh, about 300 or so AD. Uh, but I want to go into some of the uh, the basics about Stoicism. Uh, one of the things to remember is that it's a system of ethics. And ethics is generally always systems that are geared towards uh, happiness. Now, happiness means different things to different ethical systems. Um, it can mean simply the absence of pain. It can mean the pursuit of pleasure. Uh, it can mean all kinds of different things. Um, one of the things that the Stoics are known for with their ethics of happiness is they believe that happiness is not being controlled by pleasure and pain. Um, that these things are fleeting, these things are temporary. And if you live your life pursuing pleasure or avoiding pain, uh, you're going to be a much more unhappy person. So the Stoics tried to come up with methods and techniques of how to avoid that, uh, how to live a more uh, happy and stable life. Now, one of the things that they believed you had to do was to... Um, to try to uh, move towards virtue and uh, become more virtuous. And by virtue, they mean be have a will that's in line with that of nature. The Stoics don't believe you can overthrow nature with your will and bend it to your will. Uh, the, nat the, the nature for the Stoics is very much something that is deterministic. Uh, you can only control small amounts of it. You don't have control of it in general. Uh, for example, you don't have control over when you die. You don't have control over whether you're sick or healthy. You don't have control over whether you were born wealthy or poor. Uh, these things are outside of your control. And what the Stoics seek to do is to kind of align your will with where you are. So instead of being in one position and you know, letting it uh, crush you or overcome you uh, because you feel sad that you're in this position. Uh, the Stoics kind of try to make yourself uh, accept that. And accept it not that you just have to stay there, but accept it and then this is what the conditions are right now and this is what I have to make the best of at the moment. Uh, doesn't mean the Stoics believe that you should just be resigned and never try for anything better. They actually do believe you should work towards better things. But one of the things that they 
strongly stress is that while you're working towards better things, which is what you should be doing, you're not um, you're not basing everything on whether you're successful or not. Because this working towards better things might be successful, or this working towards better things might completely fail. Uh, and the thing that the Stoics uh, want to focus on is the actual working towards something. Uh, Stoicism has a lot to do with overcoming the emotions that they consider destructive. Uh, emotions like, um, you know, seeking of pleasure, anger, jealousy, uh, all of these things uh, the Stoics consider uh, things that should be beneath a person who is striving for happiness because a person who's striving for happiness is building their own virtue. They're building their own character. <clears throat> now, this may sound familiar to some of you to another uh, philosophy and religion. Uh, this, this also sounds very similar in a lot of ways to Buddhism. Uh, in Buddhism, one of the uh, main tenets is to overcome attachments um, because it's believed by the Buddha that um, one of the things that causes unhappiness is overly uh, being attached to things because whenever you're overly attached to something, uh, you will eventually come to the realization that you will lose that thing no matter what it is. Um, your life is temporary. If you love a person, that person may die. If you love a thing, you may lose that thing. Uh, if, if you're in love with your position, you know, your station in life, that might go away. Uh, so um, one of the things that uh, Stoicism will sound very similar to in a lot of ways is uh, Buddhism. Now, Buddhism is much older and there's not really a whole lot of information on whether there would have been any influence because these are societies that are very distant from each other. Um, and if there is no connection uh, with people teaching back and forth, it does kind of show how humans uh, do tend to come up with similar ideas, even if they're from very different parts of the world, and even if they don't uh, tend to have connections to each other. So it's stoicism is looking at a universe that it sees as deterministic. You know, the vast majority of things about your life you have no control over. Uh, and one of the methods that it uses to kind of overcome that is self-discipline. And you develop self-discipline um, through logic, reflection, and focus. Uh, logic for this, for the Stoics, was looking at what is your place within this system? Where are you? And looking at it realistic, realistically. Not looking at it where you want to be, but looking at where you actually are. Because you can't get to somewhere uh, unless you know where you are at the present. Uh, if I wanted to go to California, for example. I've used this before. I would have to know where I was at the present, which is in Michigan. And then if I know where I am at the present and I know where I want to be, I can start to move in that direction. So the logic has to do with knowing where you are, not just geographically, but where you are socially, where you are uh, emotionally, where you are in, in every way. <clears throat> Now, um, reflection 
is, uh, you know, thinking about this and um, not just thinking about the positives. Uh, the Stoics also like to think about the negatives. In fact, this is part of their training. Uh, this is part of how they teach themselves how to deal with calamity without being overcome by grief, being overcome by sadness, is that each day the Stoics try to um, sort of embrace that, to think about that, to think about every morning when you get up that you will encounter people who will be rude to you. You will encounter people who will be, you know, nasty. You will, you will encounter people who hate you. Um, and to wake up every morning and to realize you will eventually die. Um, the confrontation of death is very big with the Stoic philosophy. Not because they're morbid and want to focus on just the negative, but because the Stoics have the belief that if you focus on and acknowledge what is the worst that can happen to you, most of the time, everything that happens to you will be much less than that. And when you do get to the point where you are facing death, uh, it won't be something that you've avoided for your whole life. It'll be something that you have been preparing yourself to face all along. So a lot of it has to do with almost training similar to what a Buddhist monk would do. You know, training yourself for the appropriate behaviors, training yourself for the appropriate states of mind. Um, when you do this, you kind of uh, desensitize yourself to these things. You make them not as big. Uh, you make them something that is more easily managed. Uh, one of the worst things that people deal with is when they come into something that they had never anticipated because they don't have any what ifs already worked out in their head of how you would deal with this. So the the um, the Stoics are very much about self discipline, and it's it's very much something that uh, they work on every day. And their four main virtues of the Stoics are wisdom, courage, justice, and temperance. You know, wisdom we talked about a little bit. This is sort of knowing your place in the world, knowing. Uh, you know, what you can accomplish and what you can accomplish, knowing what you should work on and what you should not even consider because it's not something you can do about anyways. Um, courage is sort of what you get with your facing the negatives every day that could happen to you, facing death. You, you kind of get to where, okay, these things are going to come. These things are eventual. There's nothing to be afraid of with these things. Um, justice. Uh, the Stoics are very much believers in uh, all of us are parts of nature. They're almost a sort of a, you got to remember this is a pagan, the pagan time period. These are not Christians. These are pre-Christianity. Um, the pagans uh, and, and the Stoics kind of viewed all human beings as a part of nature. And since we're all a part of the same nature, we're all equal. Now, we may be placed in different positions at a particular moment. Somebody might be an emperor, somebody might be a slave, um, but one of the things that the Stoics kind of put forth is that um, even that slave is equal as a human being to the emperor. Um, they are both equal as far as their connection to nature. And it's only circumstances that put one in one place and the other in the other place. Uh, there are always the possibilities that those roles might at some point be reversed. You might have a, 
slave uprising and the slaves overthrow the people in charge and one of the pers the people who used to be a slave is now the emperor and the emperor has now uh, transitioned into being a slave. So there's a sense of justice that they put forward that you should treat everyone as if they are your equal, uh, regardless of your station at the moment. Uh, another uh, virtue of the uh, Stoics is temperance. Um, they are not uh, believers in excessive pleasure, excessive anything. Uh, this is one of the things that they see as being a cause of unhappiness. Uh, when you pursue pleasure all the time, you're setting yourself up to be unhappy. Think about uh, drinking alcohol for one. You drink a little bit of alcohol, you feel good in temperate amounts. You drink gallons of alcohol, you feel like you're going to die the next day. Um, and, and so this is one of those things that they really look at in all areas of life, is they try not to be excessive in anything, excessive in their eating, excessive in drinking, excessive in intimate relationships. Um, they, they very much strive for temperance, uh, and they believe that the root of all unhappiness is ignorance, uh, people that are unaware of their place in nature, they're unaware of the things that they think of as important, which are just temporary and side issues. Uh, they're, they're very much a philosophy of developing the mind, um, developing the individual. You know, your happiness or unhappiness is going to depend on how much you develop your mind. If you develop your mind enough, as the Stoics try to do, any calamity that happens to you is just stuff that happens. It's not going to destroy your happiness. You're going to be able to go, well, that didn't work and move on. Uh, whereas if you don't develop that, if you pursue pleasures, if you pursue fame, if you pursue any of these things, um, you're more likely to end up failing. And you will fail at some point because eventually you'll, you'll die uh, and be extremely unhappy. So one of the other elements that the Stoics had was that their uh, social philosophy was very cosmopolitan. You know, since they have the belief that all humans are part of the same nature, uh, they tended to be very uh, accepting of people of different um, cultures, of different tribes, of different uh, faiths, of different religions, because they saw all of them as even though they have a different place they're coming from, as far as their beliefs, uh, they're all part of the same nature. There's only one nature. There's only one planet. There's only one human nature, and we're all a part of it. Uh, and if you are kind of thinking about Stoicism, you might realize that there's a lot of the Stoic ideas that, even though this was thousands of years ago, uh, are still very relevant to today. You know, think about today how much people are obsessed with material things, obsessed with making more money, obsessed with finding uh, the one that you're in love with. And the Stoic would say these are all things that will lead to nothing but your unhappiness. Um, you need to work on developing yourself, um, you know, strengthening your own strengths, uh, working on your own weaknesses. Uh, confronting reality as it is, 
Um, and then when these things do happen, when you do get success or, um, or love or whatever it is that you're looking for, when they do happen to you, then they're just like a kind of bonus on the side. And when you lose those things, you don't lose who you are. You still have a strong sense of yourself. This is one of the things in the modern world that people have a problem with. They have a goal. And if they don't get to that goal, whatever that goal is, you know, romantic, financial, spiritual, whatever, if they don't get to that goal, they view themselves as a complete failure. Um, when they meet other people in the world who they see as success, uh, having success, um, jealousy takes over uh, and it poisons their happiness even more. And there actually is sort of a modern revival of Stoicism. Um, there is a modern, uh, there are a couple of writers who are writing books about Stoicism, uh, and these are fairly recent books, and talking about how Stoicism can uh, be something that uh, is useful in the modern world, partially because it's not something that is tied to any one religion, uh, which means regardless of your religion or non-religion, um, some of these things from Stoicism can be put into practice. Uh, which kind of offers a uh, way of unifying with different people. Again, this is sort of picking up on one of the big ideas of the Stoics of being cosmopolitan, of seeing everyone as part of the whole uh, same whole planet. Uh, and in modern society, we really are much more connected than we've ever been. Uh, something that happens on one side of the world affects what happens on the other side of the world. If you need a really big example of that right off the bat. I mean, we're right in the middle of the coronavirus. This started in one part of the world and now it's worldwide. So the concept of, well, whatever happens with other people doesn't really affect us. Uh, the Stoics would say, no, we're all part of this same thing. Uh, and in the modern world, this is true even more so. Okay, I'm going to break off for now, and I hope all of you are doing well. I hope all of you are staying safe, and I will talk to you again soon.